What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the Tomatolito Show. And uh, we are sitting here a few days removed from what was another action-packed Saturday. Of course, the attention, the headlines, the all the uh, all, all the news uh, coverage and the media coverage was going towards Canelo and the uh, the awesome performance that he had against Callum Smith, becoming a lineal champion at 168 pounds. And so the attention got driven there. Definitely the biggest fight, the biggest event taking place this past Saturday. But it wasn't the only action that took place on Saturday, and there was there was plenty more. Um, the UFC held their final fight night of 2020, uh, in which we saw the headlining event between Stephen Thompson and Jeff Neal, and it was stacked. That card was stacked from top to bottom. Uh, we also saw the return of uh, German boxer Felix Sturm. Uh, we also uh, saw Sergio Martinez come back and fight Jesse Coivula. Uh, in his second uh, second fight, uh, in his uh, in his comeback attempt, now he had his first one back in August, and here he is against Jesse Coivula, who is not a big name, uh, not a not a big threat in the division, but definitely a step up from Fandino, who's uh, the opponent that he had back in August. This was definitely a step up in competition. Um, you saw Sergio Martinez definitely. After the fight, he immediately said on one of the interviews, I, I need rounds. I need more rounds. He ended up winning the fight. He beat Jesse Koivula by a TKO stoppage. Jesse Koivula suffers a cut over the left eye. It was nothing major, but of course, they decided to stop the fight. That's the way that, that it went. I think he could have finished the fight. A lot of people are saying the same thing. Um, the fight looked like it could have continued, but it, I didn't see how Coibula could have beat Sergio Martinez uh, uh, by way of the scorecards either. And uh, and the the pace in which the fight was going, the, the the momentum was definitely on the side of Sergio Martinez. The fight was being made by Sergio Martinez as he was constantly pushing forward, and uh, and and the action the the was definitely being. Um, it, it was more one sided, right, on the Sergio Martinez side. So good comeback fight for him. Uh, by the same by the same token, we have Felix Sturm, who had a ten round fight against an up and coming fighter, Timo Rust. Uh, Timo Rust has had not fought anybody of substance. He stood at, as an had an undefeated record, ten and zero with two draws. Hadn't really faced any uh, any solid opposition. Maybe solid for him as he's up and coming, but nobody of substance yet. No major challenge. This being the first one and at least the first big name. And of course, Felix Sturm with the experience that he had, uh, he he definitely looked a little a little slow. He's of course coming back after. Uh, all, all his uh, legal troubles that he had, right? He had the uh, the tax fraud and uh, and allegations of doping, and uh, had some prison time there. Uh, now he's coming back. Nonetheless, he looked like he's in great shape. He's he's a little bit slower, obviously. Uh, he's he's definitely not the the peak Felix Felix Sturm that that we knew of of past. But nonetheless, he came back. He had a successful return. He picked the right opponent, and uh, and hopefully he starts stepping up the competition. Uh, if this is going to be a legit a legit return, whether it's for money, whether it's uh, a, strictly a financial move that he's returning, obviously because of all the the recent legal troubles that he's gone through here in the past year, two years, or whether it's an actual attempt at solidifying and um, and continuing to to. Uh, build and close out his resume and his career uh, with a uh, with a good name and in good standing. 
good for him. I mean, he looks like he's in shape. He came in on shape. He was definitely a little slower, but still landing some heavy punches, the heavy punches, uh, the combinations, and um, and the action was definitely being pushed by him. Timo Rost was marked up quite a bit, and um, his nose was bleeding at, at one point. Nonetheless, it was a he cruised to a decision, and. Um, Hopefully he continues to build on this. Uh, we'll see. We'll keep an eye on Felix Sturm. Let's see how serious of a comeback this is. But nonetheless, he was successful in his return. Sergio Martinez, again, successful. It looks like Sergio Martinez is a little bit uh, more serious. He he looks a little bit more intense in the way he's fighting, but he's definitely uh, a shadow uh, of himself. He's definitely not the fighter in the, in his peak in the... Uh, in the late 2000s and and the early 2010s that that we were seeing uh, when he was middleweight champ, this is not the same Sergio Martinez that fought Kelly Pavlik. This is not the same Sergio Martinez that fought Paul Williams, but this is more so a Sergio Martinez that fought Martin Murray and uh, and a Sergio Martinez that fought uh, Miguel Cotto. And against the opposition, against Fandino, he ended up winning that fight uh back in August and he ends up winning this one by TKO although Koivula could have could have continued they deemed that the cut was uh was was bad enough and they they award him with the TKO victory in the ninth round so good victory for Sergio Martinez Koivula was definitely a step up although I didn't know much about him before just the style that he brought the look that he gave Sergio Martinez definitely provided some problems for him Sergio Martinez's speed is not there um, his, uh, his reaction is not there. He still tends to fight with his hands down as he used to in the past, and he's getting caught. And Coivula is not the fastest of fighters, but he was catching. He was putting hands on Martinez. So Martinez, of course, said, I need rounds. And he, he mentioned it numerous times in a, in a post interview, post fight interview. And, uh, and he's right. We'll see, we'll see how his career, um, continues or his comeback continues to develop. The WBA seems to be pushing for Riota Murata to uh and, and Sergio Martinez to happen. They they have Sergio Martinez out of all the sanctioning bodies. The WBA actually has him listed in number four or number five if I'm if I'm not mistaken. He's he's fairly high in the rankings and uh, which is crazy to me because he's been gone since his loss to to Miguel Cotto. So he's been gone for several years and now he comes back and he's ranked that high. To me, it seems like the sanctioning body is either trying to get a, a name uh, to represent their, their sanctioning uh, or their organization with that belt or trying to get a name on Ryota Murata's uh, resume so they could get him a bigger fight and a bigger a bigger money fight against a bigger opponent. Ryota Murata is a solid fighter and um, and I think he'd be a little too much for Sergio Martinez at this stage, but Sergio Martinez in a fight or two fights, listen, if if his style of fight right now, his his style uh, his hands, his reaction, his his timing is a little bit off. But Ryota Murata is he's a solid, solid fighter, and he's holding a title there with the WBA. But he's not the top echelon. He's not a Charlo. He's not a Golovkin. He's uh, he's not an Andre. Uh, definitely not a Canelo. So. I mean, he's maybe on the Munguia uh, level. Maybe I even put Munguia a little bit above Ryota Murata. No disrespect to Ryota Murata, but I think Sergio Martinez with the experience and uh, and more so with the boxing that he has right now, the level of fight that he has left in him right now, in which he showed up in August and uh, this past Saturday, that level of fight that he, if he's able to put put this performance against Ryota Murata uh, and he's able to... Uh, to sustain 
and, and maintain that pace against Ryota Murata. Yes, Murata hits a lot harder. His uh, his speed's a lot better than obviously these last two opponents. But the heart and uh, and the chin of Martinez would carry him through it, especially the heart. His heart alone would carry him through uh, through the Ryota Murata fight. That would be a perfect opponent for him. Nonetheless, I think they're ranking him a little bit too high. Give him another two fights, maybe um, yeah, maybe two to three fights to see engage. Uh, where Sergio Martinez is actually at before you you place him against a Ryota Murata just as a as bait or a or as chum for for the shark right the shark infested water that would be uh, the shark being Ryota Murata um, give him another fight step him up in competition um, get somebody a little bit harder and then. And then we'll see where Martinez is at. This is a good step up fight for him. Uh, two fights later, we'll give him somebody else of substance, uh, and and then we'll see where Martinez is actually at. And if he's if he passes those tests, then why not WBA? You got yourself gold in your hands. You know, send Martinez against Ryota Murata. That would be awesome. Why not? So that was the two fights, the two comeback fights. Sergio Martinez successful in his second comeback fight. Uh, Felix Sturm uh, successful in his return against Timo Ross. We'll see. We'll see how he starts. He starts uh, aligning his opponent in this comeback, and and how how extensive his comeback is going to be. Uh, how how long he wants to continue fighting for. Maybe we'll see Martinez and Felix Sturm, the fight that never happened back then, right? Who knows? Those are big names. It'd be a big money fight for both of them, even though they're past their prime. Uh, but it'd be it'd be a big money fight, and and the crowd is there. The attendance would definitely be there in in Europe, whether it be in Germany or in Spain or or elsewhere. Somewhere in Europe, the the Euro- both of these fighters could pull could pull an audience, and that would be a big money fight for them. Uh, of course, granted that we get back to to filling up stadiums, right? Um, other than that, let's close out the uh, the episode talking about the UFC fight night. All the attention needs to go to them. They they put an amazing, amazing card. And of course, the main event was headlined by none other than Stephen Wonderboy Thompson against Jeff Neal. Uh, they had an awesome, awesome fight. And Stephen Thompson, I mean, the story of the night was his speed, his footwork, his accuracy, his striking accuracy. Wow, the way he's able to put punches together, the way he's able to evade punches after such a long layoff, he looked awesome. He looked amazing. Even down the stretch, he was getting injured. He had a lump on uh, right above his knee, and uh, and he just pushed through. He's he's a he's a warrior, and uh, and you start seeing after the fight that Jorge Masvidal ended up posting on there that maybe we could have the BMF against the NMF, right? The nicest motherfucker that they want to have against the baddest motherfucker. So that would be awesome, right? They, they of course, fought a while back, and uh, and that would be a rematch fight in which Steven Thompson ended up uh, beating Jorge Masvidal uh, in their first matchup. Uh, of course, there's there's plenty of fights out there for for Steven Wonderboy Thompson. If he keeps performing like this, the sky's the limit for him, and he's solid, right? He's just someone that you could count on. If you're the UFC, you could count on this guy to go out there and uh, and perform time in and time out. Uh, from there on, he ends up getting, I mean, you look at uh, at this fight, they end up getting performance of the night, and the the stack, the card was stacked, right? As I, as I was mentioning, the card is stacked from top to bottom. Uh, Wonderboy Thompson, Jeff Neal, uh, they get the performance of the night, uh, awarded to him. Another fight that got awarded, uh, the performance of the night was Rob Font as he, uh, stops Marlon Moraes. Of course, remember Moraes after he challenged Henry Cejudo, he was favored to win that fight, uh, or at least, uh, definitely, 
definitely the eyes were on him that the, everybody thought he could stop. He had too much, too many weapons for Henry Cejudo and Henry Cejudo made easy work of him, right? Stops him. Here goes Rob Font and stops him in the first round. Uh, Marcin Tibura ends up stopping Greg Hardy in the second round. So that was another performance of the night um, there. Uh, Michael Pereira, who was supposed initially to fight Anthony Pettis. For some reason, the fight ended up falling through. Michael Pereira ends up finding Chaos Williams. Uh, he ends up beating him by decision in the third round. And this was all the main card. We did see Pettis on this card. And uh, and the story was also, Pettis had a, had a bit of a storyline in this. Anthony Pettis uh, went into this fight against Alex Moroño. He was, this was his last fight to complete his contract. He ends up, uh, he ends up winning. Uh, he beats Alex Moreno. It was a tough, tough fight. It was, uh, it was a barn burner of a fight. They went back and forth. They're both marked up. And, uh, at one point, it looked like Anthony Pettis was, uh, was, was, could, could have been stopped in that, in that fight. Alex Moreno was game. Nonetheless, it goes to decision. Uh, uh, all three rounds. Anthony Pettis wins, completes his contract with the UFC. And, uh, rather than signing, re-signing with the UFC, he, uh, he has opted to test the waters in the market as a free agent. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on Anthony Pettis. This is the first time because if you recall Anthony Pettis, if you, if you know a little bit about Anthony Pettis's career, he ended up being grandfathered into the UFC basically because by way of the WEC, right? And the, the acquisition of the WEC. Uh, he was there with Benson Henderson and Aldo and you name it, right? Faber, all these guys ended up coming over to the UFC uh, by way of acquisition. And so Anthony Pettis has never really tested the waters and he's an awesome prospect for an, an awesome candidate for any uh any organization. Uh, he'll, he'll be a, he'll be a game fighter to represent any organization out there. So, uh, Best of luck to Anthony Pettis. Hopefully, hopefully he ends up signing an awesome contract out there, or he comes back to the UFC. Who knows? But he ended up winning this fight. Successful, uh, successful close of a contract there for him. Um, other name fights that that were on that card. Another performance of the night was Jimmy Flick against uh, Cody Durden, uh, and that was a, a first round submission uh, by uh, by Jimmy Flick, and. Uh, Man, I mean, the, the last one that I got to mention is Jose Aldo. Jose Aldo and Chito Vera went back and forth. Awesome, awesome fight. The fight ends up going to decision and Jose Aldo ends up winning, uh, ends up winning his bantamweight, uh, his bantamweight fight. Now he's in the bantamweights making a run for that title. And he's, I mean, Jose Aldo, the story, the legend, uh, the living legend that he is, uh, he's done so much for the sport and, uh, and he continues to perform at a high level. So our absolute best to, to Jose Aldo, awesome victory that he had against Chito Vera he gets the decision win there and, uh, and bigger things are awaiting him, uh, this coming 2021. Uh, so in just a few weeks time, we're going to be closing out this, uh, this year and uh and the ufc is already starting to stack up their card for the first quarter of um of 2021 so they'll be releasing that schedule fairly soon so just another recap just to give you another look at everything else that took place this past weekend it wasn't just yes the attention went all to canelo and callum smith and the zone did awesome in promoting that event and uh, and the event was a success and canelo was a success and callum smith ended up um giving a 
a lot of people are criticizing his performance. Uh, I, I'm not going to be critical about his performance because it depends about who's across the ring from you. People are saying that he didn't perform, but it, it has a lot to do. Give a lot of credit to Canelo for eliminating the attack, right? And uh, and as I mentioned in a previous episode, uh, when I did the recap of that episode was, it's been rare for me to see that somebody's advantage becomes a disadvantage as the fight plays out. And his height and his reach became his biggest disadvantage when the attention was there leading up to the fight as the largest or the biggest advantages for Callum Smith to capitalize on. So again, Canelo, give a lot of credit to him for having neutralized um, those uh, the, the the mismatches that that everybody was focusing on, and, uh, and he had a successful night. So we'll see what's going on with uh, with Canelo's career come twenty twenty one. Obviously, you could expect more big fights, and Callum Smith, I'm sure, is going to bounce back. If he was running the show there at one sixty eight, I'm sure he's going to bounce back, and he's got a lot of uh, a lot of fights in front of him. Everybody is lining up to fight uh, Canelo, like your Benavides, your Caleb Plant, your BJ Saunders, uh, you name it. I mean, any of these guys would be awesome fights against Callum Smith as well, right? So he's still a live dog and uh, he could be cleaning out the division and try to get back in the ring against Canelo uh, some, at some point down the line. So awesome fight by Sergio Martinez. Awesome fight by Felix Sturm on his comeback. Uh, awesome performance by all the fighters, top to bottom. Uh, Sajara Banks and everybody else that I didn't mention on that UFC fight night. Awesome way to close out the year for the UFC. So with that, I leave you guys. Thank you for tuning in once again to the Tomatolito Show. And, uh, and I'll talk to you guys all soon. Take care.